main achievements uh, recently we have, also supported by uh, Ministry recent years, we have a support for epilepsy surgery. Let's talk politics. We all know that in order to achieve positive reform regarding the epilepsies, we do require clinicians and researchers who can educate and lead governments. This week, meet the positively impactful neurologist and Ministry of Health advisor, Samson Kachatrian from Armenia. Thank you very much for joining us today, Samson. It's brilliant to have our first person from Armenia here. Could you tell everybody a bit about yourself? Great to have this opportunity. Thank you very much for this uh, invitation. I hope I can uh, represent Armenia well for the first time. <laughs> I'm a neurologist uh, and uh, doing some specific uh, fields like uh, epilepsy, sleep medicine and some others. Uh, I'm also involved in some administration because I'm uh, the chair of Department of Neurology at the National Institute of Health uh, and uh, the, the Deputy for Science of the National Institute of Health. Uh, and also we are working with the Ministry of Health on some organizational stuff on neurology. So I'm advising uh, the ministry. So that's that's my introduction. Yeah. Gosh, you have a rather large number of responsibilities, it, it would seem here. Yes. Um, t- tell us what made you interested in the epilepsies to begin with and has continued your interest. My move to neurology, I think, was <laughs> done in my mind uh, far before my graduation from medical school because I liked uh, biology, neuroscience, then it became more clinical. So it was neurology. And uh, while I was in my residency, the residency department, the department of neurology I was at, uh, it was also serving as a uh, center for epilepsy. Uh, so it was the Republic Center for Epilepsy and from different uh, parts of Armenia, people were coming uh, with different types of epilepsy, different problems. Uh, we had the earthquake zone back in 1988. We had a big earthquake. This was causing some increase in the numbers. Uh, so we have um, seen a lot of patients. And uh, even from my later student years, uh, I was very interested in epilepsy and I did uh, student work, uh, like research uh, on quality of life in epilepsy. Uh, in our patients. So it started, yeah, I think during studentship, <laughs> it was logical. And also my, uh, after the residency, I uh, did my PhD or candidacy work here, uh, co- totally dedicated to, the, to this topic of uh, quantitative assessment of uh, quality of life in patients with epilepsy and relationship with the uh, psychiatric comorbidity. So uh, it was quite interesting. We uh, on the way we validated um, quality of life uh, questionnaire in, in Armenian. So it was, I think, uh, multi-directional uh, work. It sounds like you were ahead of the game because many of us in, well, I think this is a global thing, but largely clinicians and researchers um, are only just starting to acknowledge the importance of measuring quality of life in people with an epilepsy. Because epilepsy isn't just about seizures, right? Uh, definitely. And it was a problem also in our country because in many countries, I think it's still stigmatized. Uh, so many years ago, while I was starting my uh, practice and work, uh, research work, it was even more here. So it was a real problem to get these people into the scope and uh, to understand their problems uh, from different uh, sides. Uh, so uh, it was, I think, uh, important uh, because we were mm, 
not not very, but vocal about this work. So we were presenting it on different uh, for different meetings and for different uh, occasions. Uh, so it uh, it was good uh, for the people themselves, people with epilepsy, because they felt themselves uh, not just an object uh, for treating, but also uh, to be treated like. Um, Human. <laughs> that is kind of what, yeah, one would, one favours to be treated like a, a a human. Speaking of quality of life, I guess, would you be talking about things other than seizures themselves? So about, for instance, mental health, the impacts of um, war on people with an epilepsy and the causes of their seizures? Uh, this was the case because um, during the recent um, war uh, situation we had in 2020, um, there was a problem with shortages uh, of different drugs, uh, etc. So um, uh, we had, of course, uh, support from different organizations. Uh, Armenian diaspora was helping us a lot and also other countries probably uh, helped a lot. But uh, yeah, this was the case. Um, uh, at the moment, it, it is more or less solved, but still um, on more routine basis. We have some problems with especially uh, newer drug uh, availability. Uh, so we are working on that. And uh, every year there is this um, checkup from the ministry asking for some new opportunities, new development uh, strategies. Of course, this is connected many times with the um, financial uh, aspect, uh, which is not uh, very uh, provided or uh, secure. Uh, for Armenia. So, uh, but uh, with different donors and interested sites, we will try to solve this. So tell us more about your work with the health minister of Armenia. How how does that work? There is this, um, uh, we call it an institute of chief uh, specialists in different fields. It's coming from um, Soviet times. Uh, and this is like a um, chief advisor uh, uh, service, let's say, uh, whenever one of the neurologists who has some uh, good experience and who is uh, knowledgeable of the situation with a particular field uh, in medicine is um, invited to uh, help with different uh, forming with different strategies, working with the professional associations and other organizations like a um, facilitator and advisor at the same time. Uh, so, um, uh, I raise uh, some uh, issues in different subfields of neurology and we try to involve some uh, narrow specialists for this uh, to understand how we can solve. Sometimes this is more like a clinical organizational issue. Sometimes it's more like financial or having some donations issues. So it's different. <laughs> Yeah. Rather than neurology as a whole, do you bring up specifically the epilepsies and common comorbidities, or is it the whole shebang? Uh, yeah, it, it, it depends on subfield, but epilepsy is among uh, the priorities because uh, some epilepsy drugs, for example, are covered by the Ministry of Health for some uh, big populations of uh, patients. So uh, every year we are recalculating the numbers needed uh, depending on the uh, incidence, overall prevalence uh, statistics we obtained from the National Institute of Health uh, Department of uh, Medical Statistics. Uh, so it's quite like a in progression, work in progression. So we are updating every year, trying to meet some other um, 
expectations people have. Uh, here we have um, a situation uh, when uh, you can uh, the functional disability of these persons is assessed by a separate mm, governmental structure. Uh, so we are working also with them to have uh, optimum mm, defined levels of this uh, disability because uh, with this um, it it is connected to the financial support these families have. And how do you measure the effectiveness of your work with the government? Because I tell you what happens a lot in the, in the UK, for instance, and no doubt other countries. We hear a lot about how um, clinicians and academics are, are putting in lots of work talking to our politicians, which is fabulous. But then what are the outcomes of that? Like, we don't just want to have, um, you know, people talk about it. We want to see results. How do you measure your work with the government? Uh, probably it's different for different subfields. Um, the situation is that... Um, we had quite a hectic period recently, and now it is more or less stabilized because in uh, the years I started uh, this um, volunteering work uh, with the ministry, it was like 2018, 2019. At that time, we started a big uh, project with stroke uh, because we never had the support from government on this um, simple but very important direction of thrombolysis and thrombectomy. Um, and uh, we were planning to enter some other subfields with this increased support from the ministry, but then COVID era uh, came uh, all the resources, especially for the small country like Armenia. It, it was a big blow, and we had uh, they they had to organize it this way, and also the war situation. It was like double blow. Uh, so now it's just recently that we can really pay our attention on uh, like other uh, fields of medicine, non-infectious, let's say, uh, and especially on neurological projects we had. So with epileptology, I would say that uh, the with ministry, we can increase this uh, support in the coming years and also on the diagnostics part, which is also a matter of availability. But on the other hand, we have... Uh, educational mm, issues, uh, bringing to a common standard the diagnostics, uh, the EEG assessment, because it's quite different. The availability of devices and services in the capital and outside the capital is strikingly different. So we need to solve also this. And uh, we are thinking about uh, creating a fellowship program within the Department of Neurology at the National Institute of Health, um, which will help to prepare more people or update some neurologists on some basics, but also uh, with a fewer people probably entering more advanced fellowship opportunities. So with this, we, we can really increase. And I, I can say that the school of epileptology is quite good in Armenia because we had a famous professor, our teacher, Professor Vahagan Darpinian, late professor, who established all these grounds for future development. So we feel also obliged for his memory uh, to move forward with this. So uh, we have good school of epileptology uh, in the pediatric neurology field and also the adult epileptology. And one of the main achievements uh, recently we have, also supported by a ministry recent years, we have a support for epilepsy surgery. 
So, um, and uh, this will increase the coming years. I'm also involved in this uh, program. So, um, our colleagues from uh, pediatric uh, epileptology are uh, moving it forward, but now it's more increasing for adults. Uh, so, we collaborate with international groups. Uh, we have the Armenian a chapter of uh, International League Against Epilepsy, of course. So with this uh, organization, we also uh, plan to lobby some important uh, aspects. So uh, it's, it's being done, but um, it needs some more attention, of course, as usual. <laughs> and we will need to be more probably potent on it, yes. Thank you so much to Samson for giving us insight into the situation for people with an epilepsy in Armenia, plus for sharing the positive impact that a neurologist can have upon a whole country. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>